Hey, everybody. Welcome to our next episode of Holistic Hearts. I'm Kristen Chadwick, and I have a lovely and dear friend and mentor to me today, David Smith. Hello. Hello. Hello, Kristen. <laughs> I want to quickly introduce you. I, I feel like I could talk about the impact that you've had on my life for the whole show but <laughs> I will keep it short and sweet. So David has created an amazing coaching program called Kingdom Coaching Institute. And it's really all about equipping the church with the heart and the skill of a spirit-empowered coach. So he is the man for the job. I have never met somebody who has fathered and, and equipped so many people so well. And tenderly like you hold both the tenderness and the teaching and just the pure skill development of of becoming a, a great coach so david was my teacher as a coach back in 2020 through 2021 so i had the honor of sitting underneath david's feet and learning from him he also has his own coaching master builder coaching and you can check him out. I'll put the link below once we're done with our conversation today. And he is a life development coach. So if you are looking for a coach, I highly, highly, highly recommend David. He is an absolute brilliant, fatherly, loving coach. I, I don't know how else to explain it. So I just thank you from the bottom of my heart of leading me on how to coach well and show up just building legacies. That's what you do. So thank you. Well, you're so very welcome, Kristen. Thank you. I'm humbled by that uh, gracious introduction and just I'm really humbled by the impact that my life has had in your life. Mm. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> yes, truly a gift. So I have asked David to come on during the series as we've been talking about deep waters. It's been such a fun journey. We've talked about what are the gifts of the spirit? We've, we have talked about spiritual battle, like in our own family and what we've experienced a little bit. And then I've had a dear friend of mine who has been alongside a lot of our journey. And we talked about just the connection with Holy Spirit and how the surrender is offered there in the deep waters. So it's been a fun journey to hear people's thoughts on what deep waters means. So I would love to just throw that question out to you because I want to hear your thoughts. I think that you offer, like I said, such a, um, a legacy of knowing who he is and who the father is and, and to hear your, your heart behind what you think deep waters entails. So I'm going to throw that question out. What is deep waters to you? Yeah. When I hear that expression, it reminds me of uh, Psalm 42, seven where it says deep calls unto deep. Um, and I think it says in the roar of your waterfalls. And I, that, that to me speaks of the yearning, the soul's yearning for the deeper things of God, for this connection with God. And I feel like every human being has that deep yearning within them. Mm. They may drown it out with other things. They may fill it with other things, but there is still this deep, deep yearning of the human heart and the human soul for a deep and intimate connection with God. And when I hear the word, the deep things of God, I, I, I'm thinking about 
knowing the heart mm-hmm. and the mind of God, going to those deeper places with him. I mean, he's in this incredible being, he's in this incredible person. He He's immense in terms of what he contains and what he holds in terms of his knowledge and understanding. I, I think of the scripture out of Colossians where it says that in Christ, all the treasures of wisdom mm-hmm. and understanding are contained. So when I hear that, when I hear the words, the depths of God, those are the kinds of things that, I, that, that come to mind for me, Kristen. Yeah. So if you had someone come to you for coaching and they said, my, my main goal is I really want to deeply connect with him. I don't feel like I connect with him on that level. How would you help guide them through that process? Well, you know, again, that's, I think it's a, it's a journey of relationships. You know, it's like building any other kind of relationship in our life. We just have to spend time (laughs) in God's presence. I feel like one of, one of the practices that's kind of a lost art in our time in this generation is really the lost art of reflection and contemplation Mm. and i just feel like i know for me sitting down and giving time to come contemplate the scriptures Mm. to contemplate the person of god as i've come to know him from the bible and from the revelation that jesus has given us of who the father is you know it's been in those moments in those times where i've gained a deeper you know, appreciate appreciation, but also just a deeper awareness of who God is mm-hmm. me. And so I believe it starts in just cultivating that relationship by giving time to it. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, we build relationships in on a human level by spending time with people. Mm-hmm. We build relations by re- relationships by having conversations with people and doing things with others. So that's the same way we build a relationship with God mm. and we go to a deeper place with him. I love the prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesian believers. He says, I pray that the father would give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding mm. that you may know him better. Wow. Now that's a powerful verse. So I have prayed that over my life, Christian, numerous times. Father, in I pray that you would increase my capacity for revelation Mm. so that I might know you better. Wow. And again, when when the scriptures use the word knowing, it's not talking about an intellectual, you know, uh, comprehension. It's talking about an experiential knowing. So... That's where I would help a person, just help them engage kind of that. Let's build this relationship. How do you build a relationship with other people in your life? So how can you apply those kinds of things in building your relationship with God? I love that you just brought that up, that it's, it is really about experiencing him. And I talk a lot about, about that a lot is, I mean, that was why Holistic Heart started was this journey of knowing a lot about him. Yeah. this journey from the head to the heart. And like you said at the beginning, the yearning, like we all have this yearning, but yeah. some of us are so 
numb to the yearning that, yeah, there's like this disconnect. So I, I would be curious, like how, how do you, like if somebody's not really asking for this experience, how do you, how do you walk that out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I, in fact, I, I just wrote something down here yesterday evening and let me just read it because I think that it pertains to what we're talking about here. And I said this, when it comes to our spiritual life, often the problem is not that we desire too much, mm. but rather we're satisfied with too little. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's amazing what we can preoccupy our life with. You know, when we stop to think about what we preoccupy our time with, oftentimes it's these really insignificant things. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, obviously life can consist of a lot of things that we have to give our time and attention to if we're raising a family when we're working and all these, these kinds of things that are part of life. But what do we do with the spare time that we have? What mm -hmm. kinds of things do we do with that time? And so I feel like we've lowered the bar mm. spiritually so low sometimes that it it makes for an unsatisfying life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're not going after those things like your heart longs for, Kristen. We're not, our, our hearts aren't captured by that kind of desire, mm -hmm. even though it's that desire that is the one that God longs to fill in our life. Mm. He is the great satisfier. He is the great longing of the human heart. And yet we don't oftentimes realize that. We just live in this place of, I, I don't know, obliv uh, we're oblivious to that. And so again, the problem is not that we desire too much. It's we have been satisfied with too little uh, when it comes to our relationship with God. And all I can, all I know is that what has to happen for people that are there, something has to capture their heart mm. for God. Mm -hmm. I mean, Psalm, Psalm 42 starts off with David's longing. He says, as a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a description of this incredible heart for God. Mm. Uh, for knowing him, for being, living your life in his presence. And uh, I don't know how to get that other than just to simply ask for it. Sometimes that's where we have to start. Yeah. We, we have to ask God to give us a greater desire mm -hmm. for himself, a greater desire and longing for living our life out in his presence. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Don't settle for little when it comes to our spiritual life. We need, there's so much more for us to experience yeah. and to, to lay hold of in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Okay. That, I, that is so profound. And I love, um, there's so much invitation there. I kind of want to go back and, and talk about, all right, so this transition from the head of knowing intellectually to the heart. What are some ways I know you mentioned spending time with him, asking for that desire, 
what are some other ways that you have found in your in your own world and in your clients or who you've mentored that people really get that what is that famous quote there's a famous quote it's like eight inches from your head to your heart is a long right. journey <laughs> right. um and i i would be curious like what is that transition that it actually gets down to the heart level and people realize that well i i i, I say this about that one of the ways is God takes us through different circumstances and experiences in life. And those different circumstances and experiences are providing an opportunity, if we recognize them, for experiencing an aspect of who God is for us that maybe we couldn't experience any other way. Mm. So if we're going through a difficult, challenging time in our life, Maybe we're, we're facing financial hardship. We're maybe we're facing a relational hardship. What is that circumstance setting us up for in terms of experiencing mm. God mm. In, in our life at a deep place? And so just seeing sometimes those, those circumstances and those, those kinds of life experiences we go through as a further invitation mm. from the Father to know him at a place experientially for him to, to show up in our life in that place of hardship, in that place of difficulty and reveal his goodness or an aspect of his nature to us that we couldn't experience in any other time of our life. This is a prime series of experience or circumstances that sets us up to experience God in a very, very unique way. I remember going through one of the most difficult challenging experiences of my life and the one of the most painful experiences of my life and in the midst of that um, I cried out to the Lord um, I mean he was my anchor through that situation I just cried out to him father if you if there's a way that you can use this pain for your glory in my life that's what I want you to do because mm -hmm. I don't want this pain to be wasted Okay, and so just uh, those kind of heartfelt cries to God in the midst of difficult circumstances and waiting for him and his response and allowing him and to show up for us mm -hmm. in those places so that we walk away with this knowing that we know that we know who God is in that area of our life. Yeah. So again, allowing the circumstances of life to become opportunities for us to know God at a deeper place, mm. to take it from a head place into an experiential place. I think life pro provides all kinds of opportunities yeah. Yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me of Graham Cook when he talks about he well, he talks about his testimony of God's kindness. I know that was one of his, like he needed in a certain season of life to know that he was kind. And so this, this deepening of his relationship with him, knowing that he was kind was so impactful. But just like that with your story too, of there's deep, there was deep pain, but you surrendering it to, I hope, that this is helpful in some capacity and that I get to know you and a new perspective due to these circumstances. 
That's beautiful. Yeah. What I walked away, Kristen, from that experience was that God was with me, Kristen. Mm. He was with me. And he was this engaged, loving, good father Mm. who knew that his son was suffering and going through a difficult time. Mm. But he was there for me and he wanted to use this as an opportunity to build me and develop me as his son, mm-hmm. to grow me as his son. So, you know, that's that's one of those revelations that I walked away from that experience with about the father. He is this loving, engaged father mm-hmm. who's invested in my personal growth and development as his son. Yeah. So, and it's it's so neat to see how that has been reflected in how I experience you and how so many people experience you. Like we we talk a lot in Holistic Hearts about how the more we know him, the more we know ourselves, but it's because we're actually becoming more and more like him. We're reflecting him more clearly. And so like with you, that's so true. Like you hold that well. Um, so yeah, so good. And just thinking back in my own life and, and whoever's listening, like, look at your own life and maybe you didn't know as you were walking through it, look back and think, how did God show up for you in that season? It's just profound that observation and taking time to contemplate his goodness and the different attributes and personalities of God that shows up in our life. Yeah, that's a good way to connect our hearts to his heart for sure. So good. Okay. Any other thoughts on other ways to connect our, our like those deep things with the deep things of God? Yeah, I, I, I have been impacted, Kristen, by the writings of other godly men and women where I have taken what they have written And I've just, it's impacted my heart and I've taken those things and I've, I've turned them into prayers for my own life. So, you know, one of my favorite authors is A.W. Tozer, his book, this classic work, The Pursuit of God. I have read that book over half a dozen times, if not more. Mm. Um, And Again, oftentimes the writing of others puts into words what's in our own heart. We maybe we can't articulate it, but they find words to somehow express what's in our own heart and in our own longing mm-hmm. for God. And so we take that and it, it it strikes a chord with us, and we we turn that into a prayer. So again, just. I I feel like the invitation of the father is constantly there inviting us into an experience Mm -hmm. with himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just constantly there. We don't take the time to stop Mm -hmm. and consider those invitations. Yeah. Hmm. What is the father revealing of himself in in a gorgeous sunrise? What is the father revealing about himself in the warmth of a friend? Mm. Yeah. 
what is the father revealing in the care of a spouse? You know, just those kinds of times and moments and opportunities where we get invited into the goodness of God and to experience him. That's beautiful. I love that. I, it is those like holy moments where you're like, woo, that, that yeah. is love. That is him. Yeah. Those are great questions. Okay. I'm going to pick your brain about the pursuit of God. What is it about that book that has impacted you? Uh, I think it was, it's just A.W. Tozer's own heart after God that just emanates through every page of that book. Hmm. I mean, he wrote that. I heard, I've heard the story that he wrote that book on a train trip and it just kind of flowed out of him, the the book. But it was coming from a place of his own deep, deep desire and longing to know and to live in the presence of God in his life. Wow. And so I, I love it when I can draw from other hearts, other burning hearts, so to speak, other hearts that are burning for God and draw from their experience, draw from what they have, you know, come to know of the father. Mm-hmm. Dallas Willard is another author of mine that I, I love drawing from just a man of deep spirituality, even though he was a philosophy teacher, mm-hmm. a professor at Southern uh, University of Southern California, a deep thinker, but deeply passionate spiritual guy. and. The last book that I'm, I've read of his is called Life Without Lack, hmm. and it's about, it's, it's about Psalm 23, and it's just so profound and deep. And, and again, so those are sources that I love to draw from to nourish my own heart and soul. And again, I, I feel like as you engage with those kinds of deep thinkers and people who have experienced God in a certain way, those, you can turn those, those things into prayers for your own life Mm -hmm. because their experience is something God wants you to have an experience as well. So I don't know, those are just ways that, that I've cultivated my own, my own heart before the Lord. Yeah. I love that perspective of really taking someone else's outpourings of their description of what's going on in their own spirit and soul, and then being able to put words to our own longings and desires. And it makes me think of, I know when I, I personally, and maybe you have felt this way or whoever's listening where you're like, Oh man, it's kind of been dry. (laughs) season. What's my like go-to to like revamp myself, get my place, get my, myself back into a place of connection. And I know for me, a couple of things. One is there are certain podcasts. So you guys who are listening, you know, Margot Nelson, she has her breathing underwater podcast. So that's one of them. And then long time has always been reading Ann Voskamp. I don't know if you know Ann Voskamp, David. But she mm. is a very yeah, not familiar. Okay. She's a very beautiful writer. And it's it's always connected me right back to my heart. 
And so I just wonder if you're listening to this, like, what are those go-tos where you're like, oh, there I am. There you are, Jesus. (laughs) There you are, Father. What are those sources that can connect you back to that longing and remind yourself of, of who he is and the desires that he longs to fulfill? And I love that you keep saying invitation, that invitation to experience him. And it's funny, when I started, this whole series started back in the beginning of summer, and it was very clear, like the Lord was like, you're going to do a series on deep waters. (laughs) I was like, all right, what does that mean? (laughs) And I reached out to a good friend of mine. His name is Eugene Lunning, and he he has written a couple of books, and he's another one of my like go-to in conversation. He just loves Jesus like crazy, and he emanates Jesus. And I said, Eugene, if you had to, if you had to share five books on what deep waters meant, what would you say? And he said, The Pursuit of God with A.W. Tozer, Great Conversations or Great Sermons by George MacDonald, Surrender to All, Andrew Murray. Oh, what was the fourth one? Oh, The Circle, Every Road Leads to Christ. Oh, it's like classics, like two other classics. Yeah. They're all on my floor (laughs) Um, (laughs) because that's where I sit in the morning. And they have been phenomenal. I I agree that the pursuit of God is profound. It's it's one of those that you underline like every sentence because you're like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. But I love that you're taking a whole step further and you're creating it to be a prayer. Like that's the offering of I want I want that connection. And that's beautiful. Oh, so good. So good. What, as we end here, is there any final thoughts that you have or, or words that you want to share with our audience today about deep waters? Well, Kristen, one final thought perhaps is just this pursuit of the Lord to know him at a deep place not only should it be raised in our life, but it should never cease. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul near the end of his life when he wrote the words out of in the book of Philippians about, I want to know Christ, Mm. power of his resurrection, being conformed to his death. You know, it's, it's just, and then he goes on to saying, I haven't yet arrived at knowing all of this or experiencing all of this yet i i'm setting i i'm i'm pursuing i'm pursuing this and i'm continuing to pursue it and i want to lay hold of everything that christ jesus has laid hold of me for mm. And even near the end of his life, and look at the Apostle Paul, look what he'd experienced of Jesus. Look at what he had done and accomplished and what he'd been through with his, in terms of what he'd suffered for Christ. And yet he's recognizing near the end of all of that, that there was yet more to know. Wow. That he hadn't laid hold. He wasn't yet perfect. He hadn't yet laid hold of everything that Christ had laid hold of him for. I just, that attitude to me is the attitude I want in my own life. Yeah. That there's yet more. Mm -hmm. I don't care what we have experienced of 
of the Father. I don't care what we've experienced yet of Jesus. That's all wonderful. But there's yet more to lay hold of, of him. Yeah. There's yet more to experience of him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to characterize my life. Wow. Yes. And amen. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm snagging that too. Yes to the more all the time. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, David. This was so, uh, I don't know, just peaceful and kind and just a, a gift to be able to pick your brain and your heart and get a glimpse on how you approach the Father. And I hope that whoever is listening, that you hear the invitation is there all the time. Um, yes. And take that experience. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. Blessings to you. Oh, thank you. It's been a joy talking with you, Chris. And thank you so much. Yes.